0: So it is my privilege today, I promise you I'm not going to take up the whole time, but it is my privilege today to introduce to you my wife, my beautiful wife. I call her in my phone. She's my trophy wife (laughs) because I am so blessed to have her in my life, and she's going to bring a word today to you. Amen. Happy Mother's Day, everybody, even the you know, everybody has a mother. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) And everybody needs to be thankful. Even if you have not a good mother and you're mad at her, you know what? You need to forgive her. You know why? Because she, if you can only think of this to be thankful for, she did not abort you because everyone here could have been. It was legal, most of you. Most of you. Some of you wouldn't have been, but you know what? It, being a mom is amazing. And I want to fulfill a scripture today, Proverbs 31 28. And I'm going to rise up and I call this woman blessed. Because um, you guys have no idea. She's a blessed woman. You know why? Because not because she's perfect, not because she was the perfect mother, because she was faithful. She's faithful. I'm here standing here today because she was faithful. My two brothers are serving the Lord and love the Lord and their families because she was faithful, not because she was perfect, but because she was faithful. She was faithful. This church, you're sitting there because that woman right there was faithful. So happy Mother's Day to her, and I just want everybody to stand and honor her because she deserves it. Happy Mother's Day to the greatest mom ever. (laughs) Everybody should think that about their mom, I wish. Um, But since it is Mother's Day, we have, I'm gonna segue into a skit. So you're gonna enjoy this skit and then we'll talk about it a little bit. Mom's gonna love this. (coughs) Yeah. And you know what? She deserves it. She's a great mom. Okay, what are we missing? We got the eggs, the juice, the muffins, got the bacon, cereal, oatmeal. Dad, nobody likes oatmeal. Hey, I know we got chocolates for your mom, but there was something else that she wanted for Mother's Day. What was it? Was it a new Bible? I got worn out that thing is. Dad, gotta start watching out for these things. I bet it was a spa day. But it was a new car. Uh, definitely not a new car. She's basically my personal Uber driver. We could both use the upgrade. <laughs> no. Was it those fuzzy socks? Dad, you get that for her every holiday. She has like a thousand of them. Is it one of those candles that she puts in our bedroom? Hold on. Why does she only put that on my side? What was it she wanted for Mother's Day? Dad, remember what mom points for Mother's Day. What's up, buddy? The sleeping! Happy Mother's Day. Mother's Day. (laughs) We clearly owe you brunch after church. (laughs) What you owe me is a nap yes yes we do uh amen i cringe my moms you might as well just laugh because the only other choice is to cry uh, i don't know how many that's like totally relatable if you don't understand that because you you on mother's day really you just want to not be a mother that's that's what your goal is for Mother's Day. Lord, can I please just not be a mom today? And then you feel guilty because you don't want to be a mom that day, but that's why you're being celebrated, and then things like that happen, and, and it just causes more work. <laughs> or they send you away on vacation, and you come like a day at, in Amarillo, and you come home, and it's like, huh, it's worse than when you left. <laughs> it does get better, as they get older, but only if you have a girl, just FYI. <laughs> then, then you may come home and the kitchen may be clean because she decided to take care of all the brothers in your stead. <coughs> but I did want to do a Mother's Day sermon today because, you know, that's what I do. I'm a mama. Always will be a mama. Um, so I was looking and I was preparing and I've been thinking for several weeks, but last night I really had a chance to sit down and start writing. And so I thought, okay, sit down and think, okay, what's a mom? What's a mom supposed to do? So I wrote down a couple of things, well, more than a couple of things, but what are we supposed to accomplish as a mom? So one of the things, I, you know, I, I tried to start out spiritual. So we care tenderly for their physical needs see that was where the spiritual came tenderly You're tenderly to care for their physical needs so when they're little you know you make sure they're fed they're washed they're bathed they brush their teeth um you they got clothes on i mean believe it or not they don't know they have to put their coat on when they go outside and it's cold or they don't have to wear a sweater when it's ninety degrees. I mean, they have to be taught those things. So that's part of being a mom—care for their needs. And so uh, I was thinking, yeah, we need to do that. <clears throat> need to train them to do uh, not necessarily what they want to do, but what they need to do. So that's part of being a mom. Uh, you need—we need to be thinking about <clears throat> teaching them how to think of other people instead of themselves all the time, so that they need to be selfless. Uh, We need to teach them to be a good citizen. They need to learn to vote. You can't gripe if you don't vote. Uh, Take responsibility if you're walking down the street and there's a piece of trash on the ground. Uh, We need to teach them to pick it up. Um, We need to teach them to be good stewards of the earth and and to care about the community. So, I mean, I'm thinking, oh, and then we need to teach them to be disciplined. I'm thinking, oh, this is the best gift we can give them. We need to be, we teach them what they ought to do, not what they want to do. They need to, like when they practice basketball, they don't always feel like it, or gymnastics or whatever, they don't feel like it, but they need to do it anyway. They need to do their homework instead of play video games. They need to exercise even when they don't feel like it. They need to eat healthy even when they don't want to. And so I'm sitting here, just thinking, oh my goodness! This, we need to be doing this. We need to be teaching our kids all this stuff. We need to be teaching them, oh yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. Then we need to teach them to be faithful and all this stuff. And then, ah, ah, and I feel the anxiety in my own spirit rising up. And I'm thinking, okay, wait a minute. I feel like it's like when I when Ce, my oldest, is going to be 32. <coughs> uh, we live 20 miles from Kenton, Oklahoma, which is 60 miles from any real town. So um, we decided to homeschool at that time and he was just four years old, you know, And we're going to, I'm going to homeschool him. I was so excited because I actually love to teach. It's uh, what I've always wanted to do is be a teacher. And so I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I get to homeschool this kid. I'm going to teach him all this stuff. By the time he's 18, he's going to be the smartest kid ever. And he, I'm just going to pour and pour and pour and pouring into him. And then so we start in our little school at four years old, you know, K4, kindergarten for four years old, because that's what everybody else is doing. Right. And I Sit him down, and I take my little card and say, "A says a as an apple." And we do all of our stuff we're supposed to do that day. And oh, it's just so exciting because I'm teaching him all this stuff. And then the next day we come, and I hold up the little card. Okay, what's this letter? I don't know. This is a Okay wait a minute, this is a, big A, capital A, little A, A says a, 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 as an apple. Okay, so we go through it all again. and then the next day comes and then we go, okay, what's this letter? And we've probably added another letter. And I'm like, okay, what's this letter? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm getting a little bit panicky because' of kind of he's not uh, following my plan. I had a bunch of stuff to teach him and I'm having to reteach him a every single day. And so so I kind of had that same feeling that there is so much to teach, so much to be as a mom, so many jobs to do. I just can't do it all. And so quietly, even in the sermon prep, the Lord said, stop. You need to refocus. Refocus because all those things are secondary to what I really want you to be as a mom. (coughs) And even as a teacher, you know what? It is important to teach your kids the ABCs or whatever you need to teach them, but it is more important. So I want to talk to you a little bit today about the more important things. So I have down that the very, very most important thing, and 1 Corinthians 3.23 basically says it, that they're not their own. They were created to worship. Whether they think they are created to worship or not, they are created to worship. The question is, is who are they going to worship? Are they going to worship their creator? Or are they going to worship the God of this world? They may think that, oh, they're not going to worship the creator, but they're sure not going to worship the God of this world, and they'll just worship themselves, which is the same thing because that accomplishes what the enemy wants. So your goal as a mom is to teach them, you know what, you're not your own. You're put here to worship. Now what are you going to do with it? <coughs> so that's, if you know that that's your goal, you might be going, okay, that's great. that's, that's really sounds great. Ms. Kim said this great thing, I want to teach my kids. And then you're like going, how do I teach my kid?" That they, cr- they were created to worship. And you know how? By the way you walk. By the way you walk. You should be like Paul and said, follow me as I follow Christ. So, <coughs> you are God's representatives. You're the very first. Now let's try to think about how you're going to be. Not necessarily how you were. Okay, there may be some baggage that you need to forgive, but let's concentrate on that you're the new creature, you're the generation of chain breakers, and you're not going to be the same as you were raised. I was telling someone the other day, I said, even if your parents were great, you shouldn't try to be what they were, you should be what God calls you to be and follow after the word of the Lord. You don't want to use your default. Your default is always how you were raised. You're <coughs> so you have to go back to the instruction manual. Yeah. So as you're following along, you're Hi- realizing that everything you do, you're his representatives on this earth. You're his representatives, first of all, in your home. So that little, little baby, when he wakes up, he wakes you up in the middle of the night. You're his representative. You're God's representative to be that comfort and peace that he's called you to be. You're his hands. You're his mouthpiece to pull out the God destiny in those kids that were entrusted to you. <laughs> Did we get it answered? <coughs> Maybe it was God calling. Um, you know what? The biggest thing you can do is your life needs to be consumed with the Lord. If your life is consumed with the Lord, all those things that we need to teach our kids will happen without us even realizing it. Because he's directing your path, right? Oh, (laughs) that is like the best horse ever. And we, l- you know what? A quiet church is not a growing church. We want babies. Babies are a blessing. We, f- we sometimes forget that, especially when you get older and you want everything to just be perfect and quiet. No, we need to kind of embrace the not the plan every now and then. <coughs> and kids are good to do that. Um, so. One of the things, let's go ahead and Psalms 127, 3 through 5. This is one of my favorites for raising kids. It says, children, now this is in the King James. Children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. So, I don't know if you caught that, that very first one. uh, It says, the fruit of the womb is his reward. That, That implies that the kids that you have are his. We're just stewards over them. And a steward, a steward is someone that takes care of something as if they're owners, but they're not, they're doing it for the real owner. You know what? When we have those babies, we take them home and, And we kind of have a tendency to think they're ours to do with as we please. They are not ours. We better be finding out how his reward, how we're supposed to take care of his reward. We better be finding out his plan, right? And in Malachi, did I put that down, Martha? Malachi 3? Let me double check that one. Malachi 2 15 in the NLT says didn't the now if you if you guys want to read a good scripture beforehand it's basically getting on to these guys hey you need to be faithful to your wives and then he ends with this didn't the Lord make you one with your wife in body and spirit you are his and what does he want do you know what he wants from your your union is godly children So guard your heart and remain loyal to the wife of your youth. You know why he said wife of your youth? Because, you know, she probably doesn't look like she used to look like a long time ago. So be loyal to her, even if she doesn't look like she was when you were youth. But the whole reason is he wants a godly seed. He wants those mighty men. He wants you to come together and go, okay, We're not just going to have kids because we're supposed to have kids. We're going to have kids because we're raising mighty men and women of the Lord to be arrows to do damage to the enemy's camp and to be kingdom-minded. And the only way to do that is to start when they're very, very young and say, hey, you were created for a purpose. You are not your own. You're created to worship the Lord. You're going to do mighty things. Every chance you get, you need to speak life into them. Say, hey, this is what you need. This... Behavior is going to stop you from hearing from the Lord. I mean, correction does come. We are supposed to be like God, right? We're going to act like him. He has a rod and staff. There is correction and guidance that we always give when we're parents. Um, So I'm not going to get into a bunch of it, but remember, there are arrows that you're sending out purposefully at just the right time. Gonna sharpen those arrows, sharpen, 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 and that begins all the time. We're always sharpening arrows. I, unfortunately, my kids who have friends come over and they may have girlfriends or boyfriends. They get uh, in on this because they're. If you're at my house, I'm gonna sharpen you. That's just the way y- it goes in the like family house. If you're in my house, I'm gonna sharpen you. If I see something that hey, this is wrong or you need to correct, I'm gonna be doing that. And I, I do tell them beforehand, I said, hey, you kind of you signed up for this. Just let you know. You're in my house. I get to sharpen you. So sharpen them. Advance them in the kingdom. So one, uh, number one, moms, I want you to refocus. Don't get caught up in all those things that you have to teach. unless let's follow the Lord. Number two, don't. Compare. We live in the world today. Everything, I mean, it, everything's at our fingertips. We see everybody. We see this little boy who knows all of his little letters and colors and numbers and can speak plainly at like 18 months. And we've got a kid over here that has perfect horse sounds. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what we're always if we let it we're like oh my goodness he has to be like him or she has to be like her or you as they get older you're like oh my goodness uh Susie is in soccer and baseball and softball and track (gasps) my kids only in basketball we need to be doing other things and then I guarantee you, guess what? That you're going to get older and go, oh my goodness, he's on the travel team? My kid needs to be on the travel team. What am I doing wrong? There is so much to be compared, and we've got to not compare. You cannot compare your child to anybody else. I remember CE could not spell. Cannot spell today. <laughs> Didn't bother him one bit. It bothered me because everybody else could spell. Um, so we just did third grade throughout the spelling book. He assured me that one of these days you'd be able to speak into something and ask it how to spell and it would, it would be able to spell it. (laughs) I said, no, that's not going to happen. And yeah, he can totally do that. He has, it didn't bother him at all. It didn't affect his, his self image whatsoever. He still thinks he's the greatest. And he is the greatest, but he can't spell. But he assured me he didn't need to. And guess what? He didn't need to because he's got a little phone that can tell him how to spell, whatever. But uh, where was I going with that? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) What? Compare, yes. Yes, compare. So we used to go to, uh, we didn't have social media at the time when I had several little kids, but we would go to the, we were actually in charge of them. New Mexico homeschool conference. And, of course, we go to Albuquerque to do this. And in Albuquerque, you have all these things at your fingertips. All these kids that were in high school were actually doing college courses. And, of course, they could spell. And, of course, they were doing all these extracurricular activities. And you, I might have had a tendency to compare. So I can't imagine, you moms of today, that at your, quite literally with your phone at your fingertips, whether it's your sister-in-law, your friend, or whatever, because you know what? Their little, their little person that they're training is different, has a different calling on their life than your little person that you're training. So you have to, I'm going to give you a secret weapon. I'm, I'm not going to give it to you, but I'm going to tell you about it. A secret weapon is called the Holy Spirit. Did you know that Jesus, the Father, never expected you to walk this life without his Holy Spirit? He never expected you. Now, can you imagine this Holy Spirit who will lead you and guide you and tell you all truth and tell you exactly what you need to do when you need to do it? Don't you know that we have an enemy that knows that? And guess what he wants to do? He wants to make sure and tell everybody that it's weird. You don't want that because that's for that church over there that's weird. They do weird things. Hey, let me tell you if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're in deep trouble. It's not weird. Read the book of Acts. You need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit to go to Walmart. You need the Holy Spirit to get up in the morning. Guess what? I have five boys that have five different personalities, and they were all potty trained really pretty early. You know why? Because they used the Holy Spirit. (laughs) It was the coolest thing ever. I'd be washing dishes and then the Holy Spirit would say, "You better go take him to the bathroom." Okay, let's go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom and use the bathroom. Then I'd go and do something else. And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit would say, "Go take him to the bathroom." Sweet, so go take them to the bathroom. Guess what? They were potty trained because the Holy Spirit helped me. I mean, you can I can't take credit for anything because it's the Holy Spirit. You cannot be who God called you to be in this day and age without the Holy Spirit. You need Him. You have to have him. And you know what the coolest thing is? If you don't have him, the Bible says all you have to do is ask for him to fill you up. And and he says he's not going to give you something else. He'll give you the Holy Spirit. You ask for the Holy Spirit. Isn't that amazing? You ask for the Holy Spirit, you get the Holy Spirit. It's not like McDonald's when you say, can I have something with no butter and cheese? And they give you something with butter and cheese. They're going to give you exact... God's always going to give you the Holy Spirit when you ask for it. And you need the Holy Spirit. Yes, so, you need the Holy Spirit. Don't compare. Refocus. Don't compare. And number three, repent. Repent often. Don't expect to be perfect. You know, <coughs> the greatest tactic of the enemy, and he never stops, whether you have a little six-month-old 18th month old, three year old, five year old, 10, 12, whatever your age, 18. The enemy loves to lie to you. And you know, if you read most of the stories in the Bible, there's always a speck of truth in it so that you believe it. I mean, the enemy comes and tells you, moms, because guess what? We fall and we stumble. And we mess up. We yell at our kids. We say things we shouldn't have said. And he loves to meet you right at that point and tell you how terrible you are, that you're a terrible mother. Here you are. You're supposed to be such a godly woman, and you just did that. He will remind you Every single time you miss the mark. Well, you should have. I wish you would have known this when, when my kids were little. Then my kids will turn out different. Okay, so we have two choices. We can stay in that pit with the mud and pick it up and rub it all over our faces and continue to entertain the enemy's voice. Or you can get up and you can dust yourself off and you can repent repent. And you can go on. Now, if your kids are still young, then you just get up. And one of the hardest things you can do, moms, is to just really mess up royally. Get up and repent and repent to your kids. And then have to correct them in the next 30 minutes. I mean, because you're the mom. And that's you're there. That's your job. But you know what the coolest thing, and I've told my kids this all the time. The Bible does say to children, obey your parents in the Lord, honor your father and mother. It never once mentions in that passage to do honor and obey if your parents never make a mistake. It says to honor and obey. Doesn't mean your parents, so that to me was helpful because I knew I wasn't perfect. And yet they still needed to honor me. Not for my sake, but for their sake. So they could have a long, good life. And dads, I'll just encourage you here today. Be the husband that supports your wife. I'm so blessed. You can see your wife struggling And you need, you can say just this. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Don't get caught up on all this stuff. And just sometimes that one word. And guess what? You have the most powerful thing. You can pray. You can pray for your wife. Lord, help her. Help her to not listen to the enemy's lies. Help her to become the wife, the mother that you have called her to be. You can be that support for your wife. And mom's you can be forgiven for what you didn't do. You can be forgiven for what you did do. And you can still walk. And if your kids are out, get out of the way. If your kids are out of your house and you did not train them like you feel like you should have, and when I say get out of the way, that means quit nagging them. Get out of the way by getting on your knees so that God has a direct line to them because you can do battle on your knees and I guarantee you, heaven and earth will show up. But do battle on your knees and pray for them. Pray for those kids. God will work when, you're not, when you don't think he's working. He can reach their hearts where you, all your little talking to never did. He can go to those places that you, those deepest parts, and he's the changer of men's hearts. He can do that. So I just wanted today to really just encourage you, moms, focus. Keep your focus on the Lord. Repent quickly and don't compare. You know what? When we get to heaven, God's not going to say, well, I, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Because you taught him his colors before everybody else. He's going to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Follow me. Because you followed me. Your kids will follow the Lord when you, they see you following. They see you being real. This is not something we do on Sunday morning. It's church. That's the biggest thing my parents, the gift that my parents gave me. Not that they were Perfect. But it was real. It wasn't just on Sunday. It was something I saw him have to walk through during the week and repent and stumble and fall and get back up and stumble and fall and get back up. It was something we did, not because it was easy, but because there's no other way to live. There's absolutely no other way to live. So I want to end today. And, Nate, you can go ahead and come. Um. All the moms, just stand up because I want to say a blessing over you and pray for you today. No matter what stage of momhood you're in, even if you want to be a mom, stand up because I want to. I want to pray a blessing over you. <sighs> Father God, we just come before you this morning, and I pray. That your presence blow over these women refresh them refresh them in their spirits in their physical bodies father God I pray peace over their minds that they would hear only your voice and the enemies would be exposed and they would tell it to leave in Jesus name father God help them refocus Refocus on what you've called them to be. The mom who can turn and speak life into their kids and pull out that God plan that you put inside of them. Help them to walk renewed, Father. And not only their strength physically, but their strength spiritually. And Father, I pray a special blessing on them today. That they would see your blessing in everything they do today. And to be thankful. And in those hard times, to help them get through. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So you are refreshed today. You are renewed today to step out into the anointing that God has called you to be a mom. And to the wisdom that he has available to you. And please, 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 do not do this job without the Holy Spirit. You need Him. You need Him in this environment. You need Him. I cannot tell you enough, you need Him. You need the Holy Spirit. So, today, we want to bless you with flowers for Mother's Day. So, as you leave, there will be ushers with flowers at the doors. Don't forget, if you want one, please get one because you're a blessing and you are raising the next generation or you have raised someone and you didn't kill them (laughs) okay so wait a minute the lord just said if you did have an abortion that he still loves you and he even that is forgivable and you can turn that around he can turn that around And you can use that to further his kingdom. So don't be condemned, but walk in what he's called you to be. Amen? That was a hard one to end on. But you are dismissed, and we'll be up front if you need prayer. It has been our honor to offer this message today. If you would like to partner with us as we continue to bring the word of God, we would ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Victory Center with a financial donation. You may do so today via the online giving portal at thechristcenter.org. Thank you.